Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Hey, Scoops, what's up, Ice Cream Socialists? What's up, Ice Cream Socialites? What's up, Ice Cream Sociopaths? This is the Ice Cream Social. Hello, Ice Cream Sandwich. Hello, Creamers. There's like Ice Cream Soda now. There's like the Cake Pop. There's like, I don't know. On Twitter, there's just a bunch of uh, ice cream name grabbing. Popping up right all now. over the place. I love it's it. It's like that movie where you can just plant a flag and, and that's your real estate, that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. Right now, ice cream nicknames are just fucking fair game. And it's you know what? Tight. I'm cool with all of it as long as it is self-regulated. Right. <laughs> yeah. As it will be. We're, yeah. No as long time as we don't for have regulating ice cream yeah, yeah. nicknames. Uh, as long as as long as no one to 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 you know two cake pops write us going like, hey, well, I'm the and then I can't. I'm not gonna be able to do anything I'm about the it. The cake pop spelled with a K. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's easy enough. How you doing, Paul? How are you, Matt? I'm doing okay. Does my voice sound a little hoarse from singing all day? Uh, you sound a little a little used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was used and abused today. Uh, no, I'm, I'm in day two. Day two of... Uh, rehearsals. Rehearsals of building the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. But we're building it in like two, two weeks. So it's like seven hour days, uh, seven hours in a row, just constantly just putting it's the heavy. show together. It's heavy. It is heavy. The show is short. The show is like a um, 75 minute show. Okay. So it's, it, it just zips right through. And there's an intermission initially written into it, and we're not doing that part. Neat. We're getting you in and out. I like the, that. The ballet showroom. And we're up in the Tina, T- Tony and Tina's room mm-hmm. where they're rebuilding all the whole the stage and stuff. So now you're in there. Now you yeah. can tell me. How are they going about it? What's the construction so like? Because I used to work in that room. All the curtains, was, they're not done. They're not done doing what they're doing in that room. Okay. But I can tell you right now, like that that window, that the there's giant a huge window suck. that opens out yeah. into the... The, the greater vegas yes it look, looks out right that's on the strip it's a cool view with, but it's covered crazy. with a gigantic black curtain that's gone that view is gone okay then the stage has been built out that stage that was there for tony and tina's is now three Small times stage. as wide yeah is it uh the same kind of stage yes it's still in the middle of that column thing there uh-huh. that's there but like i said they're not done yet they're going to be adding stuff to that to make it more intimate and they're also gonna be doing stuff on the sides where that where the staircases are that go around the back right they're going to be adding shit to that so for anyone else listening who's never been in that room uh that was pretty boring to listen to pretty boring <laughs> you're welcome but honestly the first thing people want to know about 50 shades of musical is what's the stage gonna look like what's in the, the show? staging like <laughs> how's the room being set I was, i'm not sure that like jersey boy is an amazing musical but if you're like what's the set like oh there's a fence and a circular staircase and a long walkway. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty what, much it, right? What's absent? Like, oh, you should see this circular stage in the there's middle. circular stage there. in the middle and there's really nothing else and there. And that's about it. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing, though, that show. That's uh, funny. No, all these shows. I'm just saying. Like, it's yeah, funny. they're all. Like, all yeah, these shows are much more exciting talk than about describing the, the, the set. Yeah. Well, except for O. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's a what's fucking, the set like? It's about an eight, eight, one point eight million gallon uh, giant swimming tank. Yeah, where that raises in floors, in yeah, different the, areas, it different would places. be uh, it would be a stage, but it's a it's a swimming pool. Yeah, and people jump from about uh, 40, 30, 40 feet in yeah. here. You could be in like it. yeah, you could be in a foot of water, no water, or you know twenty feet of water, mm-hmm, depending on whatever you want. Uh, clowns magically appear out of the water <laughs> randomly, and then fucking cause the star. The stage is the star of the show. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. You just go there and you're like, this thing is just the that's when I monster in the when world. I when I talk to people on the strip because I'm doing my my day job of hawking tickets occasionally, very rarely, once a month maybe I'll get into a discussion about what shows should we see besides your show, and I say, do you, are you a uh, what what kind of theater do you enjoy that kind of thing? You know, have you seen all the Cirque shows that kind of thing? And then I say, you know, if you enjoy stagecraft, go see Ka. It'll blow your mind. If you are a person who has worked on sets, Ka will shake you to your core yes. as to what can be accomplished through set design. Yeah. There's it's, nothing else like it. You've never seen like a, a more giant moving thing in your life. It's huge. And you just can't wrap your head around it. When you watch it, you're like, no, I, I still don't understand how yeah, it, it works. That thing actually moves like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I've seen that thing seven times. It's the best show. Except for absinthe. <laughs> um, and uh, now I'd say like except for absinthe. Except no, for- I mean, it really was. It was my favorite show. Absinthe has supplanted it. I really do like absinthe better, but I love Ka. That's my w- favorite Cirque show. No way, no two ways about it. I went and saw uh, Penn and Teller. Speaking of favorite shows, yeah, because I hadn't seen it in a while. And what's fresh in that scene? Okay, uh, they, there's uh, two new. There's two new tricks I hadn't seen. Okay. And one ending to a trick that that changed. Um, do you know the red ball routine? I do. So he, Teller, he, he's got that amazing control over the red ball, right? And so the beginning of it was Penn would say, "This next piece is done with a piece of string," which, if you listen to Penn Sunday School, is like famously that Johnny Thompson was like, "Do not say that. That's the worst way to introduce the trick ever." And the, and Penn and Teller both turned to each other and were like, "We like it." Um, we'll do it yeah. and so he says the next piece is done with a piece of string and then Teller makes a, moves the ball around like it's a little pet it's amazing it's, and it's you unreal. never see the string you can't phenomenal and he brings the ball out they bounce it he brings the hoop out they bounce I'd it I'd say you know when you, when you talk about it again it reminds me of that piece and that's probably my favorite piece in the show That's a lot of people do love that piece it's really strong visually too because yeah. of the red ball it's a giant red ball and he really puts uh, emotion into it through a hoop it. yeah. it's, it's, a, it's alive he yeah. brings it to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very pretty playful. fantastic. And if you're a dog person, it's like a little dog. It is very much like a little dog. At first, mm-hmm. it won't go through the hoop, and then it's encouraged to go through the hoop and mm-hmm. misbehaves. Um, <laughs> it shits on the floor. It's amazing. Now, Penn comes out, and he clips the string and kicks the ball into the curtain. At the end? Yeah. That's <gasps> how it ends. Interesting. It's really neat. Do it's people f- go go bananas for that? Yeah, ending? it's kind of neat, because it's also Penn and Teller, so they still fuck with you for watching. So he comes out, he clips it, kicks it in the curtain, and the lights go out on you. Ooh. And so you're like, what the what? You're like, did I just see? Did he? So like, it's more like, did I just see the trick get given away or no? That's cool. So it's pretty hip. I like that. They do the atheist deck of cards. This is new? It is. It's 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 really, f- it's if you know the origin of it, it's very funny. Is this that whole thing with like, and then I walked into the club yes. seven seven three exactly, and there were four kings sitting yes. at that table. Right, two ladies walked up, and then yeah. here came a jack. Well, and, and a lot of that is, <laughs> is is that up close those those up close routines, those up close magic routines. Some of them are gospel magic, and Tex Ritter has a very famous one. Tex Ritter says like, I don't carry the Bible, I carry the deck of cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four yeah. kings for Jesus, 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 and Jesus. Um, <laughs> Four kings. I don't even know. I think I just said five Jesuses. Um, five Jesuses. <laughs> Remember the five Jesuses and the five kings, right? And the and the, and the queen. Yeah, yeah. So, so that like, and 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 honestly, like that that nothing makes Penn more happy than forced gospel magic. He loves it. Uh, Piff, uh, before he was Piff. Uh, when he was a, a, a Christian child, he did Christian did gospel magic. magic. He was, and so for uh, Penn's birthday last year, I had Piff. Uh, I asked Piff to do gospel magic for Penn at movie. Did he night. lose his mind? Yes, he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. 
They still talk about doing a gospel magic routine together. They want, they, they always talk about that. Really funny. Oh my God. It'd be so funny. Um, and he would do it, you know, it's pen. He would do it with no irony. He would do it full out. Yeah. He would just do it. Uh, he let the irony speak for itself, but, uh, <laughs> he, he loves it. Um, so it's really hip. So if you know that it's really hip because one, if you don't know it, it's just fine. It's just Teller just showing off. It's Penn plays guitar and sings a weird song and Teller just does a crazy fucking amount of card tricks in, in, in four minutes. Wow. Um, but it's done to this uh, 80s deck of cards. So it's done with all this stuff about this, this imaginary tale of talking to Lawrence Krauss and, and uh, you know, talking about physics and, and the mm-hmm. earth and how time moves. And, and so it's all just science-based tale, tale talking. Interesting. And then Teller does magic tricks that fit that thing. It's also very funny because it's about Teller telling the, Penn's telling the story. So Teller moves his mouth as if he's, he's in the room. Like he's like as if he's miming the story. Like we would do an improv. Is he is he is he truly trying to sync up with the words? Is he trying he's to doing like, it like he's basically like an improv scene? If you were to be like, yeah, when you came home the other day, Dubbing. you said, and then two people would hop up on the side and just imitate the scene while you talked about it. Got it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that's how it goes. Oh, on the fun. Stage. Yeah, it's a great bit. Uh, and uh, it uh, and this is I'm now learning a little bit of a little uh, showbiz magic talk. It happens in the one. Do you know what that means? It happens in the one. Yes. In the one? Yeah. Does that mean there's only one light source? It's up at the front of the stage. That's the section called the one. It's the first section of the stage. Interesting. No, which I means that. that you can load up anything behind it. Uh, so when you close the curtain, if something takes place in the one, you can load up anything behind it. So it's a it's a convenient way to get other things ready to go. Yeah, like if you go see Jubilee, there's a part for no reason where they dance in patriotic leotards. In the one? But it's really up close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because they're loading the reason is they're loading everything else. Yeah. Um, this is. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Patriotic leotards. Bring him, Bring me back. Okay. What if you got? go see Jubilee. Yeah. Oh man, it's great. After one line, all of a sudden these girls come out and they're just wearing like these red, white, and blue leotards, and they just fucking kick their faces to uh, it's a grand old flag, and there's just a giant <laughs> backdrop of a flag, and they just do that for like like too long. Like at first, <laughs> at first you're like, what a surprise. And then you're like, what am I looking at? <laughs> and then it goes like, and then it goes past that point. Because there's no other set. Yeah. It's it just goes, a big flag. Yeah. And then people just kicking. Yeah. They just kick, smile and kick. And it just goes to a place where you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then they just go off stage and then you lift up. So is it like close set. to five minutes? It's uh no, no, no. My tolerance for that song is not five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that song gets weird after like 60 seconds, right? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. After it says it's a grand old flag, you're yeah. a high flying flag, yeah. and I'm addressing you as I would a person. Yeah, it's like, and then boom, that's it. And then I've had my fill of that song right Yikes. there. Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh good, it resolved. That's a full melody. I'm satisfied. And then it goes, bah, 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 and you're like, what's? Why is this still happening? Um. Is it too old? Is it old news to talk about how the Pope is a cock wallet? No. Never. I think uh I think Jacob and I were in full agreement. You as I'm too, I'm sure, just did you see? Yeah, I don't usually post giant quotes, controversial things yeah. on Facebook. Right. But I felt the need to come out and say, Pope, you are wrong. Yeah. And this is gross and yeah. this is disgusting and evil what you have said. Yeah. It's really terrible, and I was so surprised. I just am really on the. I it's it's combining two things that annoying the fucking shit out of me. One is 
the people wanted Devil's Advocate and Gray Area, the Charlie Hebdo thing. Mm-hmm. Just for clarification, we're talking about the Pope uh, commenting on the uh, Je suis Charlie, uh, saying that you know you can't make fun of religion. Freedom of expression ends at making fun of religion. You just can't do it. He, yeah, it, he didn't say he didn't say it ends. He said you cannot make fun of people. He said you cannot make fun of people's faith. Yeah, he said that, and then he said without expecting a retaliation. That, yeah. Well, he yeah. said the way the retaliation thing was phrased was if my friend. Dr. Giblardi or whatever his name was. Yeah, that yeah, was my it. friend Dr. Giblardi here. Yeah, that's it. Says something about my mother, he can expect a punch in the mouth. Yes. Outrageous. I can't believe that anyone who considers himself a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ is still down with this dude in the least. I mean, it's like one of the first things. Turn the other cheek, right? It's the hip pope thing, man. No, it's a bullshit move. I agree. I agree. Ain't nothing hip about Here's that the statement. Thing. There's I, nothing hip about that. That's disgusting. I was a huge Obama backer in 2008, right? Yeah. I fucking I, my wife moved here. I stayed behind to take up to take care of all the moving stuff, mm-hmm. they, but extended that stay two days so I could make sure I voted before I flew right out to move out here. That's how much. That's how into it I was. That's pretty into it. And I'm not. I was so into it. I exercised my right as an American to vote. I delayed moving with my wife across the country to vote. There is something to that. Yes, absolutely. You went and a a large amount. There's no other reason to stay for an extra two days except that I really wanted to vote. You had to get your vote in. Yeah. And then trying to make sure I could vote in in Nevada when I moved here was was something I didn't trust that I could do. Sure. Um, and he he bothers me now. Oh yeah. I'm not a huge. No, a huge enthusiast. It's really sad to see how many of the policies from the previous regime he just carried right on. Right, doing. The, the, the the worst test is always like if Bush said blank, if Bush did blank. Yep, <laughs> you, we would be fucking so pissed. There's so many yeah. things that Obama did that if you just said if Bush said blank, yeah. or if Bush did the same exact thing, you'd be like, holy fuck. He has not been a panacea by any means. No, he is not. Uh, I mean, he's done some good stuff. And I'll tell you the thing, <laughs> but he, but it's a lot of rhetoric on his part. Yeah, more than anything, and not not so many things getting done in a lot of ways. But I do, which is which a whole bunch of people to blame, including him, but a whole bunch of people, right? I mean, just we hate everyone now, right? We're just like, uh, yeah. Well, I just listened you're in to Congress. You're like whatever. Yeah, I just listened to uh, nothing the, makes you libertarian more than this government. Oh my gosh. I just listen. You're like to, God. It's got to be anyone but the government's got to take care of something because right. They're just not going. to They do don't it. do anything. They're just not going to do it. They don't do it and get paid crazy money to not do anything. Yeah. To be obstructionist and mean. We got the not doing stuff down. You and I, Paul. Oh we man, just can't we figure should. out the money. We just gotta. That's you and trick. I are really good about not doing jack shit. We get away with just chillaxing. I slept till three today. The amount of people that wrote in this weekend demanding we start selling T-shirts for our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Man, we haven't done anything about that. Not a damn thing. Not, a, yet. not one thing about it. It's been two days. We haven't done a fucking thing. <laughs> I sent off one email about it. Yeah. Now, I'm ready to run for re election on that. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I remember. I, I found this two t shirt guys. I listened to Obama <laughs> today doing his State of the Union. Yeah. And it is still comforting to hear someone who can give a speech. That, that is true. Because I just remember when I would. That's Listen what, to that's Bush. What, that's what I would rap- lose my fucking mind. I was like, George Bush's <laughs> speeches, City Unions. His speeches are incredible. Made me want to drive right? off a cliff. <laughs> They're incredible. Just, just for the, just that he cannot speak. Yes. Not. I don't even care what he's saying. He yeah. just cannot articulate his words. You just didn't believe that he understood the sentences he was no saying. No way did he know what he was talking about. He half just the said time. words, and you're like, and he had that grin on his face, yeah. and you're like, 
Do you know what you said? Where's the string on your mouth, motherfucker? Yeah. Who is pulling your cord back there? Because this is ridiculous. Again, it will be so strange in time that before 9-11, there was a sitcom on Comedy Central called That's My Bush. Uh-huh. That was just completely a comedic farce of the Bush White House. Uh-huh. Like, we, we won't understand that the, the further and further we get away in time. Oh, Anyways. Maybe we will. I don't want to. I mean, I'm certainly want to talk politics because no. I'm uneducated. But um, Me too. But the Pope thing <laughs> is that. The Pope thing is, like, people just love that new Pope so much. That all of a sudden he came out and he said this and everybody started being like, no, no, he is not talking about Charlie Hebdo. He's not talking about the murders in France. So many people defending this fool. And you're like, you you think the Pope doesn't read the papers? Right. You think the Pope doesn't watch the news? You think he ever speaks without running it by by like 40 people? Just do you think there's any possible chance he doesn't know about the cartoonist fucking murder in France before he said what he said? No way. No. He's a lot closer to it than we are. Right. Italy is a whole lot closer. So you don't go talking about punching someone in the face for retaliation and not think you're not backing up the fucking Muslim terrorists. Exactly what he did. It's exactly what he did. He knows exactly who he's speaking to with that kind of rhetoric. And the people don't understand, like, the the fact that Charlie Hebdo drew extremely offensive cartoons on purpose, meant to antagonize, is the exact example we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because here in the United States, how many Westboro Baptist Church people have been shot in the streets? Pretty much zero at this They point. annoy the fucking shit out of all of us. Right. Anyone rational hates the fucking Westboro Baptist Church. But we don't fucking kill them. No. We make other signs and stand next to them. Yes. Like that really funny so couple. Funny. Right? I like turtles. Do That's anybody fucking do anybody you... just do yourself a huge favor and, and and Google those. The people who retaliate against West Baptist Church with other so signs. Funny. Or the, the guy that, things. And the guy exactly... that bought the house across the street from the church and painted it the rainbow flag. <laughs> made it made a house t- change the house into a rainbow flag right Amazing. across the street from the church. It was great. And that's the whole thing is like if if, if, if Muslims are the minority in France, right? Mm-hmm. Uh if 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 Muslims were to stand up and unify and use their freedom of speech and say, you know what, we are a minority in this country, we ask for a little respect with our religion, this is incredibly offensive, then that cool. would have reduced the Charlie Hebdo people completely. It would have if it would have said like we're the minority, we're being picked on, this is out of line. Why can't you respect the, the things that we believe? But you must use words against words, and everybody you must I mean, use rational thought against rational thought. I had this fucking double O dipshit on Facebook get into it where he was saying like, well, let a racist, let a racist speak that speak his mind in a bar in Harlem and see how he fares. Oh, for goodness sake. First of all, as a bartender, I've broken up plenty of fights and stopped plenty of fights from happening. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. That means I've sided with someone who's a total asshole to get it, to, to get to the situation to, to, to resolved. Provoking, to mm-hmm. get the situation resolved. And I hope that nothing happens to that racist. You know, the most powerful thing that can happen to that racist is if you get laughed at and maybe kicked out of the bar. Right. And then Just he goes, oh, wait, I hike. didn't get hit. Yeah. yeah. But lots of racist people have said lots of racist things in lots of places in Harlem, and, they're, and, they, and they didn't get killed. Mm-hmm. No. A lot true. of people did that shit. But these are also... Probably still do. These are also ridiculous arguments. I hear the whole poking the bear with a short stick thing and all this kind of stuff. All of that means, like, here's, here's what it boils down to for me. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just that words are not physical attacks. Words and ideas are not harming anyone directly. That's the problem, and that's the greater, more frightening thing about what the Pope said. Yeah. He basically said, don't you dare start thinking rationally and questioning my stance on my make-believe life. Yeah. Don't you dare. 
Because he knows rational thought is the greatest enemy to that empire he has built on garbage. He was like, bitch, I just let dogs into heaven. You're going to step to me? Right. That's what he was saying. Right, right. Uh, what, what more do you want? I gave you, I gave you dogs. I just, let all I, I just let every motherfucking dog into heaven. Don't you make fun of my mom. He's That's what the Pope nuts. Said. He's nuts. Nuts. Yeah, like I just kept boiling, like I, I kept boiling it down. Like, when is it okay to kill someone for their opinion? Never. That's but that's the thing. Like everybody kept trying to find gray areas, and, and I just kept going. Like, okay, great. So then it's okay to kill that person then, because when you're talking about violence, and this is like, and I rarely do this. I'm going to go ahead and bring up Jean Claude Van Damme. You heard me. <laughs> you Lionheart. I'm bringing up Lionheart. I'm bringing up the kickboxer. Holy smokes! Blood sport himself. I'm bringing up. Jean-Claude Van Damme. JCVD in the hizzy. He was talking, right, because he used to fight, he used to fight, you know, in like fight, dumbass fight clubs and stuff like that when he was younger. Yes. And that's how he got, you know, in, in the mix, you know. And everybody would talk about him versus Steven, uh, Steven Seagal, and he would fight with different guys who ended up becoming famous, you know, whatever, bike gang members or whatever. And, and honestly, he stopped someone from who kept asking him about all these stupid fights he had with possible celebrities and ones that he won and the one that he lost. And he said, listen. When you're talking about violence, you're talking about killing someone. It's like you stop, you stop, you know, when you when you punch someone in the face so many times to win a fight, you're choosing to arbitrarily stop because if you continue, you will eventually just bludgeon someone to death. So when we talk about losing fights or getting fights, like it's just a matter that every time two people are agreeing to push that line until they don't want to die. And then all of a sudden they realize death might be on the line, they stop, or someone stops them before someone gets killed. So when you're trying to find all these gray areas where like, oh, I'd punch someone for that or hit someone with a baseball bat or doing something like that, you are edging towards this argument of killing. Absolutely. And Well, physical violence in any way should not be tolerated. And the people who are trying to find this gray area, these are people that I know from around the comedy communities, and I'm trying to think of like, okay, someone, someone at your comedy theater, someone you don't even know that well, a fucking level one student at a jam, gets up and starts picking on someone in the audience, and they pick on him for their race or their sexuality or their religious background. They just lay into it. Fucking no jokes. Mm-hmm. And then that person gets fucking beat to death in the parking lot. <laughs> Do you say he deserves it? Yeah. No. Because that's, that's what we're talking about here. It's like, of, of course we don't like that person. And it, we don't want them to represent our theater. Right. We want them to suffer some kind of repercussions for their ignorance. That's it right there. These people feel like we're making an argument that there should be no repercussions for free speech. That is not the case. We are all responsible for the things we say. However, repercussions should never include physical violence bordering on death. Right. Not, it should never include physical violence in any way. You can ostracize people. You can cut them out of your life. You can choose to uh, punish them financially or uh, you know, through making it difficult for them to, to get certain jobs or things like that if, that's, if you disagree with their opinion. Right. That's totally cool. And that's what people get all confused about and weird about. Yeah, well, the the one thing, that, the, the the next argument that was driving me nuts was people who get confused that it's the first first amendment issue. Therefore, it's only about the government, and I understand that. Except that I'm not saying free speech is a right. I say that free speech is a moral right. So yes, the government through the first amendment protects all of us from uh, punishment by the government under the first amendment. Right. But beyond that, outside of government, I'm saying it's moral. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's ever okay to kill someone nope. for their opinions. And now, no matter how ignorant and dumb or blatantly wrong they are, right? And so the thing that was driving me crazy is that, like, uh, so uh, people are saying, like, 
well, then that's, that's only about the government. That's not about free speech. You know, like, it's just a matter of, like, uh, hold on, I'm fucking getting pissed off again. <laughs> it comes, so the, the marketplace of ideas people be like what's well, a free market you know whatever and so people are trying to say the violence is protected under the free market of ideas no that's what that's 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 the point i was jumbling up in my brain violence is not an idea <laughs> right and the thing is that like th- that uh and someone else said this and it really thank god they did is put up a light bulb they very simply said like non-violence is the key to any marketplace of ideas because violence with uh, protecting ideas is dictatorship right right and so nonviolence is exactly what it is uh when it comes to protecting free speech which now to, i'll finish up my fucking tirade on this uh but this is the most important point that i haven't that i didn't get to in Penn school and i didn't get to on my fucking facebook debate that went on for fucking three days um <laughs> and i is that if you have a chance to go back and listen to penn's interview of jonathan roush on Penn sunday school Jonathan Rausch is a, 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 a gay rights uh, advocate, and he wrote a book called Kindly Inquisitors. And his point is, is that you want people with ignorant opinions to be outspoken. You know, like the, the way we truly evolve with ideas. And this is the hardest thing that I didn't even want to get into at Facebook because I was being called a racist and a homophobe for not, for not saying you had to fight for stuff. Uh, uh, with one person who's debating me anyway, so I didn't want to get into it. Goodness. But but I didn't. I really was like, if this person wasn't so angry at me <laughs> for saying you shouldn't kill people for opinions, look, I was drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Racism goes away faster if we know who's racist. Mm-hmm. Homophobia goes away faster if we know who hates people based on their sexual. Uh, orientation right. Mm-hmm. right it it's so strange but like you want to know if you're yes. working with people who are who have these incredibly ignorant things you want to know that right and that is hand in hand with the whole argument we would never decry or fight their ability to say these ignorant things or what we feel are ignorant opinions yeah you gotta have that exchange of information for precisely why you're saying it so that we understand each other yeah. We truly understand each other. And my finest example of a marketplace of ideas in action on this very idea is Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. Okay? Michael Richards went off and he said the N-word a thousand fucking times. Right. At a comedy club. He got caught on camera. He was embarrassed. Everybody thought he was a racist. Okay? No physical violence happened to Michael Richards after that incident. Nope. He did not suffer any physical violence. When was the last time you saw him on TV? Right. When was the last time you saw him in a movie? Mm-hmm. Marketplace of ideas. Yeah, he he definitely paid for that outbreak. He's done, but he did not have to die for it. No, or even be injured in the slightest. No, aside from penalties, social penalties, right? And and, and ultimately financial penalties. Yeah, people you know. don't want to give him money. Yeah, that's the which financial is, penalty, which is the way of all things. That's exactly it. All right. Yeah. We should get into something funnier than we this. We should, yeah. Is there anything funnier than this, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I've got a good story. I never have a good story. I want That's to tell true. my good story. I was just about to tell something about Steve Winwood, but go ahead. Go ahead. Tell, <laughs> tell your story. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Steve Winwood later. Um, <laughs> yes, we will. So I went and saw uh, the Broadway tour tonight of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat here okay. at the lovely Smith Center in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. Excellent. I can only say that I've only seen high school versions of this show. I've never seen a real version of it. It has been probably 15 years since I've seen this show. Uh, I don't like the show. They did it surprisingly well. Why did you go see it if you don't like it? Because I have season tickets to the Broadway series at the Smith Center. Oh. So I have tickets to all the Broadway so shows, like, so I use go. them. Yeah. Okay. Um, did yeah. you jump up on stage and turn it into Jacob in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? I didn't have to. Oh. Technicolor they, dream locks. Yes. This is hair. This is hair in different colors. So the show was fine. They did, a, they did a great job. The tour was actually very good. It had a couple of American Idol people on it who were in it, and they were, they were surprisingly good. Uh, that's not really the story, though. The story happens well, I'm all full. at intermission. Uh-oh. Uh, we're all good stories happening. Here we go. At intermission, I go to the men's room, and I'm standing at the urinal. And the gentleman at the urinal next to me starts to talk to me. Oh, always, which is always, always the place, always the a good place. conversation place at the urinal. Uh, so he's talking to me. He says, I, I like it. The show. I said, yeah, it's fine. And, uh, I it, like it with my dick out. <laughs> I'm holding my dick in my hand right now. Show was fine. Uh, <laughs> and he says, you ever read the Bible? No. <sighs> wow. I've got my dick in my hand. <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. I'm pissing. This is the time to ask. My answer was, sure. Yeah, yeah. He said, well, uh, do, Paul, you know the, do you know the story? To, with time to think, what's your answer to that question? You're next to the urinal, you're peeing, some guy says, you ever read the Bible? I'd be uh, enough to know I didn't care for it. <laughs> That'd be my answer. Yeah. I was, thinking of, I was trying to think of like the best urinal answer might be, unfortunately. That's yeah, what I was yeah. trying to think I, of. I did, enough to know I didn't care for it. No, but that Not wasn't my, my first answer. I had a time to think <laughs> to come up with that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that came into mind right when Jacob said it was, I'm reading with my dick right now. But that would not have gone over Boom! as well. <laughs> no, that's a little too harsh for urinal talk. I got, I got yeah, my yeah. Bible in my hand right yeah. now. <laughs> get off my doorstep. That's, that's, I can get someone off my doorstep saying I'm reading with my dick right now. <laughs> I'm no, I have no problem with that. Uh, in Braille? Reading with my dick right now at the urinal would be a little harsh in to a guy just, just trying to make inappropriate conversation. But then he starts to, uh, to tell me the real story of Joseph and, uh, uh, and Jacob and, so he, is and he, the Egyptians and all of this. Is he proselytizing or is he just getting into it as like a, uh, I, like, I, like he's, almost, he's, he's basically like, doing I'm, I read the book guy. Let me it, tell you what I know. No, it, it's like, it's like yeah, any first, book. Yeah. At first I thought that's what it was. And then he started in with the, uh, well, you know, maybe you should read it. Maybe ah. maybe you should uh, maybe you should get into it a little bit more, and maybe you should uh, maybe maybe you should uh, re-examine that a little bit. And at this point, I'm just zipping up and trying to leave. I'm, you know, I'm trying not to say anything. I'm trying just to get me and my penis away from this man. <laughs> and he won't stop. Oh, and he and he, and he kind of follows me out, and I finally turned and said, "Look, yeah, you know, I'm I'm good, man. I'm 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 fine. I'm just going to go sit back down and watch the second act, and I'm fine." Smash cut to me leaving the theater. I walk out the door and he's standing there. Oh, geez. Waiting for you? No. But he's there. He, he just happened to be standing there. Right. And, uh, and it was that Peeing. very awkward. <laughs> Again. Peeing, holding the Bible, trying to make conversation. And so we had that very <laughs> awkward, like, I just kind of told you off and now we're making eye contact as I'm walking past you. Good. Yep. A oh. lot of fun. Should have pulled your dick out again. <laughs> oh, it was already out. <laughs> I can't leave. I told the you I was walking out the theater. <laughs> I never, I never go to the theater without it hanging out. Can't find my car without it. <laughs> um, it activates the alarm. That's so <laughs> awkward. I mean, 
Yeah, it's really awkward. Have you ever been prostatized to while holding your genitalia? That's the question for the scoops today. You were almost prostatalized. <laughs> oh. I think that's pretty good. I'm not going to groan that hard on that one. I like prostatalized. Scoops, you ever been prostatalized? Right in. Right in. <laughs> when your GP is oh, giving you a rectal uh, exam, uh, I would love and he these stories. Talking about the Lord. <laughs> Actually, I would love. I would love these stories. Exactly this. Yes. Where's the oddest place or most comfortable place you've been prostatalized to? Go ahead and write in. We'd, a, we'd love Oh, that. yeah. That should that's be good. A, we'd love you to write in on that. Write sure. in mindmanly.com, right on the front for page. sure. There. You know what's a new year, Paul? Uh, 2015 is a new year? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> I uh, I think we Did should Did you have... just ask me, do I know what's a new year? No, I clumsily was saying, uh, <laughs> you know that since it's a new year, Paul. <laughs> Paul, the answer to your question and... is yes. Okay. I was. Yeah. Like, do you know what's a new year? Uh, 2015 qualifies as one of those, I think. <laughs> For now. That's an example of what I'm talking about, Paul. <laughs> you know but what? you know what a new year is. 1989 was one time. <laughs> yeah. and that's true. At one time, that's true. 1989 was one at one time. All right. So go ahead. It uh, is a new year, and that means... I think we should relaunch. What? Operation Double Scoop. Holy shit. Oh, boy. Like, actually launch instead of just relaunch? Or uh, just... No, we did oh, We, we did successfully launched. You're right. It's Very time early to push, on. It's time to push it again. Yes. So, so the double scoops now have to become triple scoops? Well, it's just that whoever they double scooped, you know, it, it, I'd say basically what I'm trying to say is clear the board because I don't want to do triple scoop but that kind of sounds like we're building a pyramid scheme and as you know we do not build a pyramid scheme Absolutely we have not. an obelisk we have scheme. an obelisk scheme it just goes right up one to one although many obelisks have a tiny pyramid at the top <laughs> I, I, just want, I, just, I just want to be fair we're, about we're it we're not to that point I just yet. want to be fair about it uh, okay I'm okay I can live I'm not okay with but I can live with okay a tiny pyramid scheme alright alright we are alright yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can live with it's not all pyramid. pyramid Most scheme. of it is obelisk. Yeah, like a tiny pyramid scheme is like uh, you might work for me, and it might benefit you in the future. We don't know. Yeah, um, that's and that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> great, we're very close <laughs> yes. to getting great numbers in our show. Yes, uh, but they go they're a little up and down, and then uh, so therefore we're not at that sponsorship level. And uh, for sweet. the people who have twenty dollars, I watched a double scoop happen on social media, where a friend of mine tagged me in a Facebook note saying you should check it out, and some guy said, "I listen to a ton of podcasts. I'll check these guys out." And the next night was like, uh, like an hour later, I listened to one. They're amazing. Count me a subscriber. Holy shit! And the guy just wrote, "I'm a double scoop!" Exclamation oh, point. <laughs> that's amazing, Jordan. Um, so it was really funny. I was like, I was watched double you scooping saw happen. It, happen. it was pretty exciting. It was it was more. It made me weep more than when I saw whales breach. Uh, off a sailboat. Uh, that's not true. Both those things aren't true. <laughs> I've never seen it, but if I did, I would weep. Also, you've never cried. Yes, true. <laughs> I have a heart. Of, I have a heart of stone. Um, but Donnelly I think we should. Norris. And and to celebrate this, I'm going to tell a, a really funny and embarrassing story. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So we're going to relaunch Operation Double Scoop, which means if you could find anyone who listens to podcasts or put a note out on social media, like, hey. How many people are my friends or podcast listeners? Find out the people that... Because that, we know we are not a celebrity podcast. Most people came over to us by pen, and we start off initially with a lot of people's cue as, as filler between their favorite celebrities' podcasts. And we know that. We are the kindling. We are the binder of the cigar. We are the kindling of the fire. We're not the big log. We're not the big heap in celebrity fucking fat-burning log. Um, if I could butcher a metaphor to death. Pretty good. Um, we understand that. We just want we want the people with the shitty commutes, you know, the people who have jobs where they have to drive, the job, mm-hmm. jobs that are tedious, that they have to listen to a bunch of podcasts, mm-hmm. our friends who are overseas in the armed forces, uh, truck drivers, all those kinds of people, all the people that write in all the time that we know about. Yes. People in the office pool who listen to stuff as, a, uh, as an office, 
the, we love you guys. And we do this podcast for you guys. We do the people who really need podcasts in their lives. And we know that this, that's, who, that's who we make this podcast for. We don't have the fans. So um, if, put, put a little note out, either in casual conversation or in your social media. Anyone else out there, a big podcast listener, and see if you can turn someone on to the old Matt and Madden Lee ice cream social. That would help us out a ton. Any little thing would be greatly appreciated. If they find out what app they use and get them to subscribe... Or if they, if they just download RSS feeds, we try to make every format available on our website. If there's a format that our, our podcast is not available, please tell us, and we'll make that available on our website. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, we got the link up to our subreddit page on our homepage. So now, it is on the front page. Yeah. We Very have beautiful. A, we have a link to our, our subreddit that Jeff's been running. Thank you, Jeff, again. Uh, Jessica uh, took over. Uh, did you, you all of a sudden got, started getting followed by Hey Scoops on Instagram. Did that happen to you? Yes. Yes, that happened to me as well. I had no control over that. <laughs> one of our scoops just took out the Hey Scoops uh, Instagram account and started do, doing the Hey Scoops Instagram. Great. We love it. It's so Jeff good. Said, people started running the subreddit. People run all of our social media now. We are Thank we you. are just passengers. How's Jacob the Audio Guy doing on Twitter? Uh, he he hasn't piped up since. <laughs> oh, come on, Jacob the Audio Guy. There was a nice. Uh, if you're gonna take my Twitter handle, you gotta you gotta be good. I think it was uh, Croak the DJ at Croak the DJ. He did a what would uh, what the it's a WW. It's like, what, what the, the fuck f- would Jacob do? Yeah, what the fuck oh. would Jacob do? And it's you with a halo around your head. So that's really nice. You got good, that going good. on for you. I right like now. that. Um. So yeah, we got that going on. Okay. So uh, when oh, I was it, what the figgity fuck would Jacob do? I think that's what it was. Two F figgity fuck. Yeah. Yeah, WTFF, WJD. Awesome. And in terms of hashtagging, it is definitely, um, people are definitely hashtagging fuck you in the face with, yeah. the, with the letters F-Y-I-T-F. It seems to be our hashtag. So we do fuck you in the face. We do indeed have a hashtag. We have a hashtag. Guys, what a fucking year. We're off with a bang. We're off with a bang. 2015's a good time to be a scoop. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I really want the double scooping to happen because our numbers for January are already awesome. Already really impressive. Thank you all. We got through the holiday the holiday lulls. So, uh, um, uh, so yeah. So when I lived, uh, I used to live with a bunch of roommates in a party house, right? Which is five guys in this giant house in Montclair, New Jersey. Awesome. And we used to throw parties in there all the time. People would crash. We, we called it the opium den. We, we just, we had like four couches in our living room. We didn't care. We just always had places for people to sit and hang out. People came by all the time. And so one time, uh, a bunch of people crashed out after a party and I was just sleeping in my own bed and I had like a little, I, our, we, you know, it was five guys in the house. And so like I split an actual room, you know, with, with, uh, with, with, with guys that had like a little twin bed in the corner. Just, you know, when you're young and just, nobody cares. You don't give a fuck. No. Right. So I was, in terms of like, you, you know, you, you, you wonder how you'd react in certain situations, how you'd react to, you know, uh, suddenly being thrust into uh, being jarred. Uh, by something scared by something right okay and so uh a friend of mine woke up on my couch woke up my other well, my other roommate came downstairs to make coffee and and they said matt's still sleeping and they looked around they said wouldn't it be funny if we woke <laughs> up matt with banging pots and pans with spoons and and, and giant just came objects. into his room ding, just ding, came ding, and just clanging and clanging clang, clang, like fucking like uh-huh. a kid's new year's that's uh-huh. what i used to do with new year's right went up and down the street just clanging pots and pans and uh so they Opened the door. I did not wake up. You know, they came all the way up to my bed. I did not wake up. And uh, 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 f- full visual was like, you know, I don't have the uh, the sheets kind of down around my waist, the mm-hmm. little blanket around my waist. Uh, just for the lady listeners, I, I was a lot better looking back then, too. I was really in good shape. Really in good shape. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm just sleeping. So here I am sleeping. Uh, but they came in and all of a sudden... Clangity, 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 and just fucking bang the shit out of pots and pans, and I jar awake. And what do I do? 
but I take my index finger and thumbs, my index fingers and my thumbs, and I take my blanket and I just lift it to cover my nipples. That's what I did. That's exactly how I reacted. I was jarred awake by clinging and clanging, and my first reaction Cover like, them nips. Cover them nips. <laughs> Kitty bar the door. Cover them nips. I wish I had a violent reaction. <laughs> I wish I had like said like fuck you. I wish I got pissed. I didn't. I got scared shitless. <laughs> I got really I got really like what? Like what uh, is yeah. happening? Yeah. Like I got really just like no. You know, like uh-huh. just like the biggest wuss inside of me <laughs> woke up first and just was like cover the nips and you're all safe just tucked it up like a like a little like a scared little girl did they lose their minds they fucking lost their minds i mean they fell on the floor laughing so hard they could not believe it the the joy they had for waking me up was already like all over them right sure, like they, they were already sure. so thrilled they're ready. They're that just, they had the idea this goes, this is gonna be great yeah they already executed their guilty pleasured idea they already like their morning was already off to a great start they were gonna wake me up with pots and pants and they did and that was enough for them to have a wonderful uh-huh. day if not week but the reaction of me covering my nips and my little blankie <laughs> Just little pinches, just like fast, right? Jarred awake quickly. Just, 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 just four fingers involved. Quickly, like, ah, pink. Cover them nips. Oh, my. And I was reminded of this the other day. And I was like, this is. Well, how, what what got, was, was Keeler playing pots and pans? You were like, oh, God. Yes. Suddenly you're like, you're yeah, in your flashbacks. Vietnam. And I was like, cover your nips, Keeler. Cover your nips. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So just know, like, if you're ever with me and we ever get, you know, surprised in any way in a dark alley or anything like that, I will be no help to you. Holy smokes. No help. It's really funny. All right, let's get into some scoop mail, I think. There's a lot. Oh, jeez. We, we have a buttload of scoop mail. Yeah. yeah. Message for you, son. We do have a lot of scoop mail. And the first one is from Sprinkles. Dear Locks and Two Cocks. I like sprinkles a lot. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I noticed the odd thing. Oh, about- I should also. I should be honest about the scoop mail. Is if if it's if it's not making me laugh, I'm not doing the intros anymore. If you notice, we just skip like that one. I kept in because it's funny. Yeah. I'm just going right into the body of it now because I'm. T- I don't. I don't want to keep doing the, the bit about us yeah. hating each other. <laughs> I'm just I'm tired of that bit. But when it's funny. <laughs> but locks and two cocks is funny. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so this is from Sprinkles. I noticed an odd thing about your website. There is absolutely no mention of Steve fucking Winwood. This despite the fact that you are the number one Steve Winwood podcast in the world. You really must fix this oversight. I was on the verge of linking your site to a Winwood video when I noticed this flaw. Can you imagine <laughs> the ignominy I would face in front of the satirist? You know these wannabes are trolling every Winwood post on the interwebs. If my go-to Winwood source made no mention of the soft jams demigod we mutually idolize. Love the show, Sprinkles. Thank you, Sprinkles. Thank you, Sprinkles. A couple things come to mind here. One is I did think about adding Steve Winwood to our bios. <laughs> did you? I did think about it. I thought it would be funny if we added it, it would to be. our bios. And then... Getting uh, deeper and deeper. Two... <laughs> 
That is one of, and I didn't put them all in, and whoever else wrote this in is going to be disappointed. That is one of about 15 Steve Winwood emails we got. <laughs> Success. This week in particular, I don't know why, but this week, we just, people fucking, Steve Winwood raged their faces off at us. I love it. We got so many complaint Thank emails scoops. about our lack of Steve Winwood. <laughs> and then the result, the, the peak of the bit happening today, which yeah. is that uh, uh, someone today posted a one-star review on iTunes. Because of our lack because of, of our lack coverage. of Steve Winwood, but the thing was that, uh, but it was totally a joke. You it was tell. a joke. So I. Uh, so <laughs> what do you want to hear? The do you want to hear the review? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. You have it. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, this is a review. Uh, this is our first not five star review, and it is a one star review. Yeah. This is uh, not enough Steve Winwood in this Steve Winwood podcast. These guys are funny but insufferable in their torturous teasing of their titillating Steve Winwood trivia. Every week it's the same story. They make this they make some strange dairy-based dehydrogenated cream on Cosby impressions and Jacob is godly. Serious. Jacob let me su- uh, he stops. Uh, there's some other guy too. I think he was going to say suck your dick. I believe so. But he can't in an iTunes review. Right. Uh, there's some other guy too. I think uh, Matt Donaldson, uh, Martin Donnelly, who cares? In any case, they repeatedly lie about their intentions as the world's premier Steve Winwood podcast, and for that, they deserve no less than banishment from the freezer, the known ice cream verse. Quote, for he who is not fabulous deserveth not thine frozen desserts. End quote. That is from the book of the Mattingly 2020, The Tragedy of Corey the Camel. I mean, there's a lot of incorrect information in that review. Yeah. Uh, the tragedy of Corey the Camel is not in the book of Battle. It's its own book. Yeah. It's true. Um, it's a spinoff. <laughs> here's the thing. I laughed really hard when I, I saw it. this. It's fucking funny. I laughed really hard that it was an actual one-star review. <laughs> that's the part that I was really conflicted about this. I was like, that's yeah. really funny, but it really does take down a rating. It, it really does. does. But at the same time, you know, we, we can we can take it. Well, here, here is an update for you guys. The review has actually been taken off of iTunes. Aww. The uh, the reviewer, whose name is Austin, uh, posted on our Facebook here. Uh, God damn it, guys. I feel like a huge dick now that I know it impacts your iTunes ratings in a real way. Yes, I wrote this. I'm going to go ahead and change the rating to what I truly feel the show deserves, a five-star one. I'm conflicted because on the one hand, I don't want to hurt the show in any way, but I also firmly stand by bits until they're dead. <laughs> but fuck it. You guys deserve no less. Also, I would like to donate if possible. Cheers to ICS. So, Austin, we thought your bit was really funny. Well, I mean, you made it onto the show, so it, the bit worked. Yeah, dude. Yep. I, and just know that we thought it was really funny. It was really, yeah, yeah. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Some some people on, on Facebook kind of kind of went after it a little bit and yeah, some people okay. actually thought it was me doing it which it, yeah that no. wasn't me um but, but yeah it, don't jake, don't go after him it was funny jacob hates us but not uh because of the podcast jacob hates us in personal ways right right it just sucks it's all, those, it's all just sexual those metrics do matter though yeah it's tough it does we, we want the we want the five star rating we want yeah, the five star yeah. but the great it. thing for us is even with the one star review on there our average was still a full five stars sure. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's because we've been getting a lot of good reviews, and please keep yeah, keep please them. keep putting them up there. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, just just so we don't negatively reinforce it, we should read a positive review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a positive review. All right, let me find one. No, I got one right here. <laughs> I'm on it, baby. All right, uh, put Jupiter in your money house. <laughs> if you like comedy and the podcast, then you can't go wrong with the Ice Cream Social. Matt, Paul, and Jacob are great together, and there are often interesting guest interviews. You will not be disappointed listening to this podcast. Only note. Peter's a terrorist need not apply. <laughs> Winwood for life. 
<laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> uh, someone put up a five star review says no joke, absolutely terrible. Yes, <laughs> I was about to read that one, but did you want a nice one? No, go for it, go for it. Uh, yeah, so no joke, absolutely terrible. Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social is the worst podcast in existence <laughs> and in the running for the greatest atrocity ever created by mankind. I've listened to every single episode several times each and have yet to find one that doesn't make me loathe all of humanity for allowing this podcast to continue to exist. <laughs> Matt Donnelly, Paul Mattingly, and Jacob Smith, the quote-unquote audio guy, are the hosts of this abomination, and while I admit they have a good rapport... Hearing them speak is like listening to nails on a chalkboard while simultaneously having your fingernails pulled out and being violated in every orifice. Oh dear. They call their listeners Scoops. There are several other names, but Scoops is the main one. And read listener mail on the air while providing quote-unquote witty commentary. There is a quote-unquote jock versus nerd segment, which makes me long for the good old days of watching my mother slowly succumb to cancer years ago. I cannot say enough bad things about this podcast. It is a horrendous excuse for entertainment. I give it five stars. Funny. This is funny. That's we love we stuff. love our funny reviews. We All do. Right. As long as you put that five stars up, I don't yeah, care what you write. Whatever you throw <laughs> oh, it, man. Wait, 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 don't say that. that. Way I... <laughs> well, and, and don't no, get us flagged either. Hey, you know what? We don't just take it down by iTunes. Either. Right, 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 right. But uh, you know, regular reviews are just as fun too. Have fun with it though. Have fun yeah. with it. We like the fun ones. Have fun mm-hmm. with you. We like your it. Reviews. We love them all. You know, here's a here's a. I'll tell you my first lesson in comedy as an improv teacher, Paul. You know this as well. Negative isn't the only way to be funny. It's the facts. Yeah. You can, in fact, even this is something that's hard for early improvisers to understand. Yeah. And early actors, too. They look at like soap operas and much of television and film, yeah. and they see conflict equals drama, equals quality, equals tension, yeah. equals. Op- but you can have characters that get along yeah. and have a very fine. And the, the thing about improvisation is even if the characters don't get along, even if they are in conflict, there's such an incredible degree of agreement and getting along that goes on between the performers right. before that conflict can even arise. Right. It's all about agreement, really, and being positive. But that, that isn't – for our reviewers, if you want to be funny, there's other ways to be funny besides negative. Yes, there are. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got another scoop mail here from Captain Scoop. You can pretend to be superheroes and stuff. Yeah. Like Captain Scoop. Yeah, like go Captain ahead, Captain Scoop. Scoop. As a local yeah. scoop, I've been meaning to write you gents for a while now. I learned this podcast from PSS, and even though PSS is still number one, I truly enjoy your show, so thank you. I was listening to one of the podcasts about people out of town spending their 21st birthdays here. I truly disagree with this. Even though I would gladly accept the drunk people's money, I cannot tell you how many times I see first-timers passed out somewhere in a garbage can. My suggestion is just do your 21st birthday at home and save some money, and then we'll gladly take care of you here in Vegas. I'm a manager at a larger nightclub here in town, and it annoys the piss out of me every time a group of dudes come to the front and ask if they can get free entry because it is the friend's 21st birthday. Obviously, I just laugh at this and inform them that everyone comes to Vegas for their 21st birthday. Then I guide them to the back of the fucking line. <laughs> I've already been First the- of all, yeah, stop right there. I don't even know that much about the nightclubs, and if you're a bunch of dudes, you're not getting in for free. Don't go to the front of the. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. You're if not you're a bunch free. of dudes getting into a nightclub, the first thing you need to get is a bunch of girls. Yes. 
Uh, I've already been to the Bucket Show, uh, though one time uh, Matt wasn't there, and look forward to seeing Paul at Town Square. I was going to suggest doing some more local stuff. However, I'm not sure how your listenership is in this crazy, crazy town. Fucking you locally in the fucking face, Captain Scoop. Thank you, Captain. Uh, we do have a, a fair amount of. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't even say it's half, but we have a good pers- a good portion mm-hmm. of our listenership is local. Yeah, enough to qualify us for best local podcast by Vegas Seven Magazine. Oh, thank you, Thank you, Vegas Seven. We should also mention that article just came out this week in Vegas Seven as well. Did we mention it last week or no? Did we talk about it last week? I think we did. About this week too. Check it out. <laughs> Article on Vegas 7. Well, it, it hit print shelves this week. Yeah, yeah. It got printed out this week. So if you haven't read it, read it. Read it again. You can, you it's on the Matt and Mattingly Facebook page. Great read. Yeah. <laughs> we got we are awesome. <laughs> I love the reading about me. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. <laughs> <laughs> we got one here from Little Do Scoop. Little Do Scoop. That's going to get you right on. That's going to get you right on. Yep. I don't even read the email. I see Little Do Scoop. You're on. Uh, little do scoop. I think I do know what you got. Uh, you have shit in a cone, <laughs> <laughs> but just a little. It's, yeah, well, that's all you need. <laughs> you don't want to go overboard with that. It's true. It's a poop in a cone. <laughs> little do scoop. It's, it's a, a poop, poop in a cone. cone. Oh. <laughs> that went there quickly. <laughs> Gentlemen, I would appreciate some advice. Your lactose intolerance is a cycle. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Here's the background. I started listening to ICS after the PSS plug. I listened to one one episode, enjoyed it, and went back to the first episode, and I've listened to all of them since. In order to do my part in the obelisk scheme, I enlisted Thank my you. wife, and she is now also a scoop. Hooray! Perfect. Absolutely. She is obsessed with you guys. Once our dipping Dots are old enough to leave the grandparent, leave with the grandparents for a few days, we want to do the ice cream social-related Vegas tour, or uh, maybe roll it all into one day and just see if Jacob will go to a bucket show with us. I there absolutely go. will go to a bucket show with I you. I love that he just called his children dipping Dots. That's awesome. That's really nice. <laughs> That's pretty great. I like that. <laughs> Uh, now for the advice. Uh, my wife is in a management position and was talking recently about needing to better communicate with her employees. I recently saw an ad for classes with the local improv group. I think I remember you guys talking about improv being a good tool for improving communication skills, so I suggested we do it. Here's my question. Do you think it's a good idea for us to do the class together? I don't Ray Rice or Bill Cosby her. We work very well together. and I'm Already ready for comedy. Already <laughs> ready for the big class. <laughs> and I rarely publicly shame her. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I rarely publicly <laughs> shame her. I'm a Aside from the Dippin' Dots. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me to go back like, like uh, when I was on vacation in the, in the, in the Caribbean and the sun said, like, uh, we don't tolerate domestic violence. We have a zero tolerance policy. And my friend said, when was the last time you were in a neighborhood that, 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 had, that didn't have a... Uh, that has zero's policy. Ah, that, when was the last time you were in a neighborhood where, uh, I don't know, everyone who has that, anyone who posts that sign has that problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. That's the way he said yeah. it was funnier. When you see neighborhood watch signs everywhere, it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. good neighborhood. When you have a zero tolerance for, for domestic violence, you got a domestic violence problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neighborhoods that don't or have domestic violence don't post it at least happened once. Yeah. It happened <laughs> once in enough It happened enough that, for a sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's the like, Let's go ahead and hang this up. <laughs> <laughs> we had this idea like, years ago, but we've never needed it. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I don't man. often shame her in public. <laughs> However, 
Yeah. But okay. the times I have, it fucking counted. Is that the end? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad, so she does all of the abusing to fill that role. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the dynamic of a couple in the classes was ever an issue and would want to avoid it if it's a potential problem. We both want to do it, but we could take classes separately if that would be a better experience. I eagerly await your advice. Thanks for the podcast. Deuce, Deuce Scoop and the Dippin' Dots. Nice Deuce Scoop and the Dippin' Dots. No, it's not a problem. Take a take a class with your wife. It's a great bonding experience. It is. I think uh, after you've done it for a while, if there comes a time when one of you can't necessarily make it to that class or something like that, don't hesitate to go by yourself as well. Right, there is but, something to, to but, switch but, it up a little bit. But and also, like if right now, if you're both just doing it for the first time, dip your toe in the water. It's just as cool as taking a dance class or a pottery class or whatever. Like it's a thing for you two to do together. That's the primary yep. thing that's going to be. It's going to be a great experience for you guys as a couple. Yeah, so it's it's a fun thing. So yeah, absolutely take it together. And I was just thinking the same thing. Like if one of you gets into more performing than the other, then you know whatever. Or if you're going to you know dedicate yourself to groups, maybe you want to split up and be two different groups. You know, we have but, a couple uh, of couples in our. Uh, circle out here. Yeah, I perform with my wife. Yeah, um, we're trying to get Anne in there. Anne won't do improv. No, nope. um, who's trying to get Anne? Nobody's. She would. No, I've written her several texts. Oh well, she's <laughs> not going to do it. Um, she goes to bed too early. Yeah, she works for a living and shit. Well, I, I keep trying. I, I'll offer to do it with her like in a parking lot or something. All right, like yeah, and she'll pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> we got one here from Salmon Scoopity. <laughs> Salmon Scoopity. Uh, Salmon I... Scoopity evening. Is that what that was? <laughs> no. I, I you it's... may see a strange scoop. <laughs> you may have an ice cream that freezes your brain. Go ahead. You sure? <laughs> yep. Done. Okay. Done. Skis. I believe this is your first email from the faraway country of Sweden. Oh, it, Sweden. It may sound weird, but you have a pretty faithful fan base out here in our shitty, shitty cold country. Oh, we love the ice cream social party. Did you hear the latest episode? Paul and Matt do the funny, fatty rabbit hole. So funny. <laughs> we just lost all of our Swedish. Yeah, there, there they go. And that was nice. All right. <laughs> oh, man. God, it's a good time we, to remind you that most Americans don't own a passport. Did we just cost ourselves some Swiss chocolate? Oh, oh. man. I was wondering, if you took cheese that isn't Swiss, but carved holes in it with a Swiss army knife, does it make an honorary Swiss cheese? Mm, like it got, I had this thought in the car and didn't like do anything it, with it. Like you got a, a military accommodation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a military, a, a it's a Swiss promotion. army knife. Yeah, a field promotion. Yeah. That's exactly what they got. They got the cheese a gets a field you, promotion. You have to do it in a field. Hand, o- <laughs> hand over your holes. What holes? These ones. Oh, no. 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 Now you're Swiss. Oh, no. What's the Swiss word for no? Oh my god, we just went off on a tirade about the Swiss. Not we, I took us there. And the letters from Sweden. That's how dumb I am. That's how dumb of an American I am. And you did, you're Swiss. Because to me, with my little, with the little amount I travel, Swiss is Sweden. It's the same thing. Yeah. We're dumb. We're so dumb. Welcome to America, everybody. Oh, I feel so dumb. (laughs) I followed you. I was pretending to be dumb at the start, and then I finished real dumb. Oh, God. So, uh, our friend in Sweden, who hopefully is still our friend, I've been listening to your genius rambling since the beginning, and you are destroying me. At work, I have been called to my boss's office due to constant complaints regarding my retarded Shut amounts up. of laughter awesome. and low work efficiency. <laughs> you are who we make this podcast for. <laughs> we are getting you fired. 
Luckily, my boss is a close friend of Dad's and a big ice cream socialist. Ah, All right. Shout out to the boss. That's fucking amazing. That's great. (laughs) Hey there, Swedish boss. Swedish Uh, Swedish meat boss. (laughs) We love your furniture and we love your meatballs. Yeah. That's a fact. He told me that the reason he usually... Swiss can't make shit. (laughs) (laughs) They make a decent knife. Yeah. Uh, he told me that the reason he usually has uh, the door to his office closed is because of the exact same reason. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've successfully recruited some colleagues, and we try to sync our listenership to the same episodes. Not the best idea, considering our corporate finance department now consists of, well, your fans. Just wanted you guys to know about your internationally spreading listenership and the laughter you provide to so many sad and tired workers. Sounding you gently, ah, Hugo. Sounding us. Oh God. I uh, Hugo. Uh, thank you, Hugo. <laughs> I would like to edu- educate myself. So uh, when we do, when we finally start doing this show on the road, yeah. we'll uh, we'll go to Sweden, and I'll Wouldn't know the difference fun? between Sweden and every place else. So I, but I think I was wrong to start. I said Swiss Miss. Yeah, I, I that's definitely off. wrong. Yeah, that so should be Swedish Miss. <laughs> So it's Swedish Chef. You got it right. You, did, you didn't start with Swedish Chef. I was chef. right yeah. with that. I mean, I started off pretending to be dumb, and then I went Swedish, and then which I is went totally wrong. I went way Swiss, and I got very dumb. <laughs> I'm way dumb. In which uh, case, I said, "Oh, I should make I should make up for it by talking about as much Swedish things I know about, and I know nothing about it." We know the chef. We know IKEA. We know uh, the fish. We like Swedish fish. Swedish meatballs. Oh, here's oh, a question for us, Swedes. So oh, Swedish fish. Swedish fish are delicious. Are they? Are they? Or did they originate in Sweden? Then I don't know because we have this thing here, and it's not just about ignorance with food. We have a thing where when certain uh, minorities came over to our country, they started making their own food, and that food became our food. So Chinese food is Chinese food here because that's the Chinese did make that here. It's not like they weren't like, hey, what dumb shit can we make Americans? They're like, hey, what food can we make here that we that we like, and they make it. And you know, like so when they talk about Italian menu and Italian food and pizzas and all that other stuff and mm-hmm. how it's really American, blah blah. That, but they they weren't, you know, it's it, these they came here and they, they started making different types of food, and that did become our palate. So it really does have those roots. It is correct, right? Um, so so everybody, you know, just uh, chill out. Calm down, everybody. Yeah, calm down. It's- Not only did Swedish fish originate in Sweden. Go on. The import, uh, the export import, uh, depending on where you are, was actually a landmark day for Sweden and U.S. relations. It was one of the first international trades made by the two countries. <gasps> but the that the is candy exciting. company, this, this candy company that did it. I'm I'm gonna feel much better at eating Swedish fish from now on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm into it, and we should we should keep that exchange going. We will bring, we will we will go over there. And we will eat. We will Swedish bring fish. some American-made Swedish fish. Yes, we'll, br- we'll bring American-made fish. <laughs> they can tell us how shitty it is <laughs> right. compared to the real thing. What did you do? We'll bring oh, you man. some Vegas fish. Have you eaten? Have you eaten candy from other countries? Some. I like uh, British chocolate. Oh, you do. I do. I don't. Yeah, I know. It's a thing. It's very different tasting. Yes, it's not the same. And had some a lot. Yeah, back. yeah. I don't care for it. I do like the. Yeah, I like the British chocolate. I like love Chinese tea. Things. Chinese tea, but that's not candy. No. <laughs> it's just not. I don't know. Just laying out the facts. Yeah, just t- just put it out. Chinese there. tea. One exists. Two, not candy. You heard it here first. You're welcome. Don't get it, don't get it wrong on the next test. <laughs> what is what I know? Boxes, not round. Hat boxes. 
Oh, shit. Is this All right, be- let's go back to the tea. <laughs> yeah, boxes are kind of round. Oh, man. <laughs> they're definitely round. They're not kind of round. Well, they're, 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 they're circular. No, you're right. They're cylindrical. Cylindrical. That's the word. Yeah. Like a tube. They're tubish. They're like a square and a circle fucked. Oh, man. <laughs> Can we get that on tape? Yeah. That's the next fucking big special. Swedish porn right there. Swedish porn, square and circle, going to town. Wow, I can't believe how much I don't know about Sweden. (laughs) I don't know much about it either. Nothing. Uh, What what is their major? Women, I think, is their their biggest export, right? Right, the Swedish (laughs) bikini team. We do love the Swedish women. We know that. The Swedish bikini team. The Swedish ski team. Yeah. Are they ski bikini models? Is that what? Because they're always like in snow. Guess what, Paul? I don't know. That's how much I don't know about <laughs> Swedish things. Now, why is it called Sweeted when people do the funny thing on the internet with videos? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know that term. I don't know what you're talking about. Sweeted. I don't know. Yeah. I don't a, even know the term. It's a term for doing a parody kind of thing with an internet video. Oh, maybe... If I guess, it's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, maybe just that, like, maybe maybe one of the most famous ones was a Swedish ripoff maybe. or something. I don't know. It probably not even has anything to do with Sweden. No. That's how much we don't know. We're reaching for new facts. <laughs> We're trying to make up facts that we know we can make about Sweden oh, right God. now. Uh, Sweden's main export, refined petroleum. Oh, which is code for women. Correct. <laughs> Uh, packaged, uh, packaged medicaments. Okay, I don't know what that is. And telephones and vehicle parts. That's uh, that's kind of their big four right there. All right. Oh, okay. So it's guys. We're all just taking our phones and looking shit up. That's not the best way to do a podcast. No, I'm on. A, I'm on a computer. I'm not on a phone. Okay, good point. Then yeah, so, it's, so it's fine. It's from. It's from. <laughs> uh, it's from. Be kind. Rewind. That's where Sweeted came oh, from. Oh, Sweeted came from. It's, and it's basically, like, if you ever watch, like, what people do is they'll make a low-budget uh, rip-off of, rip yeah. of a movie or a, or a preview. Yeah. I call it Sweeted. So that's what that's from. Okay. Huh. All right. All right. We got a scoop mail here from Matty D. Well, I wrote the I wrote us? Apparently. And hmm. apparently you had an issue because you asked. Just wanted to contact you guys to see if you could, uh, to see if I could send you a receipt for a new pair of pants I had to buy after pissing myself laughing at your show. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, man. I threw them away. No, it wasn't only piss. Oh, <laughs> man. That's, could, uh, could you, did you ejaculate? Anything else is not <laughs> Anything else is not from laughter. <laughs> I don't know. Can you laugh for yourself until you ejaculate? Have you, have you laughed a shit? Have you laughed a shit? Laughed a poop? No. Have you laughed an ejaculate? No. No, me neither. Those things are too far away. I, like, you know, there's a lot of clown porn and stuff. I'm yeah. like, no. I don't want my porn silly. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Doesn't take you out of the moment? Yes. Right? I mean. Th- oh, maybe he has like a kidney infection. Maybe Ooh. maybe piss blood. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Manny D, get checked out. <laughs> if you've learned anything from this podcast, go to a doctor. Like, what you're doing isn't a charming expression for hilarity. You're experiencing difficulties that should be medically attended to. When I was five and I bled so hard watching the Smurfs movie. You guys are, <laughs> you, guys are you guys are so funny. I've had bloody stool for months. <laughs> Thanks for keeping my stool so bloody. You guys 
You guys are so funny. I've suddenly experienced fatigue walking up short incline and stairs. You guys make me pale and Despite weak and short of breath. I, w- <laughs> I laugh so hard my urine smells like asparagus even though I haven't been eating any asparagus. You guys are so funny. Sometimes when I'm driving, the vision reduces to a pinhole. <laughs> you guys giggle me right into a cancer tumor. <laughs> Could you please begin your shows with a warning to new listeners to not listen when in bowel distress? Thanks. The obelisk. See a doctor. Thanks. <laughs> See a doctor. See a doctor. We're not putting in a warning on shit. We have one listener with one problem, and it's you, and you need to go to a doctor. You shouldn't do fucking anything when yeah. in bowel distress. Yeah, yeah. Except sit on the toilet and yeah. wait for it to pass. If you have a bowel distress, it's not like, how many things can I do? <laughs> what kind of... What kind of physical and audio activities can I engage in? Dear Abby, I was at the hobby store looking desperately for something to do while having bouts of stress. I was looking for something to do, one, and also something to shit in, two, in the same (laughs) store. Help help me out. I was offered a kite and found myself crapping all over a beach. Uh, But yes. Finally, I settled on some popsicle sticks. Those seemed to help clot up things. We we didn't address his original question. Yes, send us the receipt and we'll pay you back. No, (laughs) you will. That's true. I will. (laughs) Thanks. The obelisk scheme is in full effect here in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you. As I've only recruited one person. Well done. Sweet. <laughs> That's all we need. We're alive. If everybody recruits one That's person. That's all we're asking, my yep. friend. Don't worry. Don't feel like a failure. If Operation obelisk check. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Jacob. Fuckity fuck you in the face. All right. And that's for Matty D. Thank you, Matty D. Please see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we got one from Pooper Scooper. Uh, Pooper Scooper needs to get up together with yeah. Matty D. He's, he's, <laughs> he should be following him. He, he is following him. <laughs> he's on the trail. Yeah. Pooper Scooper, get over to Matty D's stat. He's also probably The one guy who writes in about scooper. shitting his pants has got to have the same name as me. Why could it be Matty K? Slightly sour, Matty D. <laughs> Uh, Giving Maddie's a bad name <laughs> from the waist down. <laughs> so Pooper, Pooper Scooper says, Whenever I listen to your oh. podcast, I pee and it feels like razor blades. <laughs> Keep up the good work. What happened? <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> I lost a toe. <laughs> That's how funny you guys are. <laughs> Costing me limbs. <laughs> I was so in Calcutta funny. going for a jog when I started losing limbs. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Leper, I hardly knew her. All right, hold on. I'm going to give Mother Teresa a piece of my mind. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I already gave her a piece of my hand. <laughs> What's going on, Paul? I have to pee. Oh, you're, oh, wow, he's oh. right now. All right, I'll answer this, Scooby. I'll fuck Paul. All right, here we go. We're no Paul, time for this. Paul out. We got one for Pooper Scooper. Thank you for the brilliant show. I especially love hearing about the behind-the-scenes stuff of improv and the various theater that Matt and Paul do. Ah, uh, you should hear us describe the sets. Yeah. <laughs> I do tech work, and my coworkers often tell me that I should have chosen a life of stand-up instead of computer work. Yeah. I'm not sure if that means that I'm funny or that I suck at my job. <laughs> You two are brilliantly funny. Matt, I'll bet you know Kristen Shaw. I do. I do know Kristen. Uh, when can you get her on the show? 
Uh, well, she doesn't come to Vegas too often, and right now with my new gig, I don't think I'll be going to L.A. We did talk about trying to uh, go out to L.A. to try to get some of our bigger name guests. A lot of our friends that are kind of uh, have a lot going on are, are out in L.A. Um, she definitely would come on. She specifically is comedy partners with uh, Kurt Bronner, and they, they do the hot tub. They host the hot tub together. And back in New York, I used to do that show. I used to do a lot. The show used to be a lot weirder, and I used to do a lot of weird bits in it. Uh, like playing Abraham Lincoln and playing Jeopardy. But um, Kristen Shaw is wonderful. For those of you who don't know her, she's a voice in Bob's Burger. She was in the last season of 30 Rock. She used to be, she's the feminine. That's where I heard her name from. Yeah, she used to be in the, uh, she might still do, but she does bits on The Daily Show occasionally as the uh, female uh, correspondent. She's uh, Trixie in Toy Story. She's Trixie in Toy Story. She's, she's in a lot of fucking She's really, movies. she's so great. She's super quirky. It was so quirky. much fun improvising with her. Yes, and she actually did Paul and uh, she came out to Vegas and did our show as a special guest. So cool. We did the Celebrity Terror Lounge uh, about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Kristen is great. Very funny. And uh, if, if, if we were, if she were here, I'm sure she'd be our guest for our show. So the answer is soon. Asterix, I have no idea when we can go to LA to record podcasts, but who knows? If uh, we do, she'll be on the list. Also says, I love hearing Jock versus Nerd, especially all the parts that don't have any of that boring-ass Jock stuff. Sports ball. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? We certainly have a minority of sports listeners in our... Uh, people are definitely more in the nerd ter- territory of our podcast. Actually, or no, or neither, actually. We have people who aren't into Jocks or Nerds. We like to think there's only two worlds. No. When the truth is... There's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch of worlds that don't involve either. No. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to keep doing the bit. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's coming, up right at, it's coming up right after this one. Into the ground. Uh, Paul, do you have much interest in RPGs, and do you have an opinion on the latest edition of Dungeons & Dragons, a.k.a. D&D Next? Um, oh, I, now I wish I had to piss. I don't play as much as I used to as a little kid. Um, I do enjoy them, but I don't have the time uh, is part of it. Uh, but uh, from what I have heard, um, if you're interested in, in an opinion on that, you should hit up Commander K from uh, Geek Shock. He's the guy uh, who is our D&D expert. He was just talking about D&D stuff today <clears throat> on uh, the recent... We just taped a video show for Ugly Couch Show, which will be out in five months when 80s gets it edited. So uh, watch that. <laughs> watch for that. <clears throat> but uh, I have heard that it is a little more streamlined and they've done some good things but I, I cannot speak to it with any kind of authority. So I don't really know. Good answer, Thank Paul. You. Good. That was a good answer. I'm going to go ahead and say I, that's correct. I do love Paul, D&D, What Paul though. just said was correct. I completely tuned out. I like D&D. It's good times. What time is it? Next time you guys are in the Bay Area, take a trip across the Bay to eat in Oakland. That's where all the awesome food is at. I'm looking forward to a trip to Vegas soon to see some of your stuff in person. I'll bring my own popcorn bucket with a hole in it. Yeah. Fucking you, or fucking your face, fucking in the face, Fred. Even popcorn butter dicks taste better in Oakland than they do in San Francisco. That is true. Oh, yeah. I, I can attest to that. Although I don't doubt, I don't doubt that there's probably amazing food in Oakland. It feels oh, like yeah. they kind of like, you know. Like all the expensive stuff has pushed all the hip stuff out, so I imagine a lot of the cooler, more affordable, good food is in Oakland. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good I don't food doubt in it. I don't doubt it. Uh, but if there's good food, Paul and I will find it. That's a fact. If there's bad food, I'll find it. Yeah, it's true. We're probably we're not limited to different <laughs> those types of foods. All right, go ahead. What else we got? Uh, we got one more here from Creamer Adam. Dear Matt, Paul, Jacob, and SJ, where the fuck has she been lately? Working. Um, yeah, she works a lot, and somebody has to support me. Uh, I just got finished reading the Vegas 7 article about you guys, and now everybody in the office thinks I'm an ice cream sociopath instead of a creamer. 
First, I burst out laughing when I saw the photo. Paul looks so sad and hurt, while Matt looks like he's about to enjoy a fine cigar that he's about to light with Paul's stolen lunch money. Matt, you dick. It's true. There you go. Uh, we explained to the jock versus nerd concept of the, of the thing, and so we tried to play a jock taking a lunch money's nerd in a milkshakey way. It's yeah. all, all part of the deal. I think it worked out perfectly. I don't actually <clears throat> snip Paul's straws with a scissor in real life. That's because you don't carry scissors around. That's true. But I do hate when he drinks. I do hate I do hate it. Mm-hmm. But it's not because I'm a bully. It's because I'm worried that Paul's becoming a type 2 diabetic. It's. Uh, I, I don't think becoming is the word. Yeah. <laughs> Paul is a type 2 diabetic. (laughs) Paul thinks his podcast is so funny, his limbs go numb. (laughs) This is such a hilarious thing. My blood sugar exploded. (laughs) What's happening? When when I was in you guys' podcast, I smell toast. What's that about? All right, go <laughs> to further my sociopathy, I jump up and cheered, uh, cheer out loud when I read you got. Uh, oh, sorry, I misread this entire sentence. To further my sociopathy, I jumped up and cheered out loud when I read you guys mentioned creamers, since that came from my email. Ah, oh, there you go, creamer Adam. I get a big rush every time you guys mention creamers. I love how my joke is still mentioned by a couple of guys two thousand miles away from here and gets propagated to thousands of people around the world. Is that how you guys feel when you are on stage doing your shows and hearing people laugh, knowing that you had an effect on them that they will take away and hopefully remember for a very long time? We hope they remember for this a day. You know what's funny about improv? Long enough to put money in a bucket. And I'm sure you've experienced this too, Matt, is that we do these scenes and we do so much now that, you know, it's not throwaway by any means, but we don't strive to memorize or remember what we did exactly. No. Because we got to keep it fresh and open for the next idea to come through. Yeah. So it's kind of we have some Civ-like memories on some of these shows. But we, but but, pe- but people do remember our shows. They you know? very much and do. If you're traveling back home, like say you're, say you say say you live in like a commune uh, where you sell vegetables at farmers markets on the border of Massachusetts and New Hampshire or something like that, mm-hmm. and you come visit us, we hope that you go back and you tell people about the show you saw, and they want to make that trip. And if not, they download our podcast. That's yeah. what we hope. And what I've found is that I have had people come up to me, friends, or people that just saw a show a long time ago, be like, hey, you remember that bit you did with the this and the this? My wife and I joke about that all the time. Yeah. It's like it was just one little off thing in a throwaway piece. Yeah, I do like that. When but it, it lives a, forever. It becomes a joke within their An inside their, joke their within group. their little community. Yes. Yeah. And that it's and it's, yeah, it's really fun to see that. And, you know, yeah, it's really nice. But that happens. That happens quite a bit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yes, is the answer to your absolutely. Question. And we're glad you make you feel good. The creamer thing stuck. That's what you should know. Is it creamer Adam? Is his name? Yep. That's what you should know. Is that it, we we did not. I, I personally did not want it to stick. And you're you're and you have did. more vision than I do, creamer Adam. It caught on like crazy. Nice creamers. Fuck you in the face with or without cream, creamer Adam. P.S. Is it wrong that as I'm writing this email? I hear her in. My, I hear it in my head being read by Jacob and getting a little hard. That actually happens to me now when I read the email. <laughs> you hear it as Jacob. I read it as Jacob now. It's pretty great. It's really. It's 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 it's, it's taken over. Um, if you're gonna fuck us in the face with cream, please. Oh yeah 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 with yeah cream. definitely with cream. Oil of Olay. Uh, that was scoop mail. That's scoop mail. All right. A quick maybe announcement that I may or may not be making is a scoop may or may not have started a website called drawingsofmuhammad.com. <laughs> okay, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly started a website called Drawings of M U H A M M E D 
com. They might have done that. Allegedly. So for the people who were inspired last week, we were talking about it. If they want to anonymously send something to drawingsofmuhammad at gmail.com, you could do it anonymously under a code name or under your actual name. I don't advise exploring that last option. <laughs> Isn't but that horrible? If you want, but that's the thing. But I also like that a scoop may or may not have taken it upon themselves to do this. Oh, I'm saying, wouldn't yep. that be horrible if that were the case? Yeah, if that were the case, wouldn't that be horrible if we were so Hypothetically. Afraid? I wouldn't it be so scared if we had to say may or may not be the whole time just so we don't accidentally drag our families into anything? Can you imagine what a hypothetical uh, possible thing that would terribly be? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But if you want well, to send it to drawingsofmohammed at gmail.com just to see what it's like to have your drawing of Muhammad on the internet, it can happen. Uh, the site allegedly. Is, the site allegedly is not launched yet. Okay. Uh, they're waiting for content uh, from from listeners. All right. Okay. Um, I certainly am not going to definitely do this. Yeah. No okay. <laughs> drawingsofmohammed at gmail.com. Yep. M-U-H... A-M-E-D. Oh, my goodness. What's happening here? What time is it? It is time. Time for John versus Explosion. Shaboom. All right. I don't have much of a nerd question. And you know exactly what I want to talk about in the jock question. So I'm going to hit you real quick with a little more Masters of the Universe, good guy or bad guy. Oh, fun. Good, good. Yeah, I like this game. This All is right. not, I don't understand why this is a this is a this should be a go-to for you. Not I love a, this. Uh, oh, shoot. I love this. No, I love it. I okay. love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Good guy or bad guy? The sorceress. The sorceress. Mhm. Uh, good guy. Correct. In yeah. fact, the goodest of guys. She oh, is good. the the keeper of Castle Grace. I just imagine the that they're not going to. You know, there's not a lot of female uh, characters in the uh, Master of the Universe. There's thing. a few. I wouldn't imagine they would make that one the evil. Mm-hmm. Good guy or bad guy? Evil Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> is it the female counterpart to the sorceress? Not sorta. Sort she's of. bad. She's bad, and she's a, and she's a, magi- a magic per- person. Okay. Yeah, she's evil. <laughs> okay. You got it. I don't know how you figured that one out, <laughs> but you got it. Okay, Whatever it's named it. her, they really just got to set her on a, traject- a trajectory there. Good guy or bad guy? Panthor. 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 That reminds me of uh, my wife's favorite knock-knock joke. <laughs> knock-knock. Who's there? Panther. Panther who? Panther, no panther. I'm going swimming. <laughs> <laughs> that's, favorite like joke. That. that's a good one um good guy or bad guy panthor bad guy correct he is in fact the evil steed of skeletor he is the oh the, he right he's the, ridden upon he's the he's equivalent battle of battle cat okay he's battle cat's nemesis basically yep he's purple okay. good guy or bad guy okay stratos Stratos. 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 Gotta be a bad guy. He is, in fact, a heroic warrior. Stratos? Stratos. <laughs> strap on? Does he have a strap on, uh, no. like, weaponry? He flies. He straddles? He fl- he's he doesn't a, even straddle? He's a flying monkey, basically. Oh, okay. Stratos the flying monkey. Yeah. 
Oh, because he flies in the stratosphere. There you go. Oh, I was thinking you of like it. straddling. Right. No. Yeah. Mm. No, 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 no. Uh. Good guy or bad guy? <laughs> Cyclone. Cyclone is a bad guy. He is a good guy. Damn it. <laughs> what kind of good can happen from a cyclone? You're on a skid, Matt. Just saying. He's a good guy. Uh. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough for today. All right. Good uh, job. I got to keep a few more in the pocket. All right. <laughs> Paul. Yes. Your favorite football team. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the people so you chose. fun to read. He picked them as the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, they're going to win. win the Super Bowl. And then why did I say they were going to win? Because they cheat. Yes, they fucking do. <laughs> they were accused. Deflate gate. Deflate gate. Now, oh. here's the key, though. Here's the question. Yes. Why? Is Deflate Gate cheating? Because there's there's something that people are getting wrong about this. Yes, and at first I had the wrong idea too. When I first heard Deflate Gate, I thought, well, they're clearly making these balls less inflated, so that when it comes time for the opposing team to kick off to them, the kicks don't go as far and that kind of thing. That's right. what I thought. Right. But it turns out, no, that is not the case. Yeah. The deflated balls are easier to throw and much easier to catch. When it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, as someone who played a lot of sports as a kid, this was a natural phenomenon that just helped. You, if you let your it balls... It gets cold, the ball gets, gets a little yeah, deflated, and you yeah. just play. And that's the thing. is, And I try to tell my wife that deflated balls help you be more competitive. That's what I told her. Uh, and then we started talking about football. Are you trying to justify that? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm trying, my balls are pathetic. Would you please deflate my balls? Would you please just... They're really... They're no, overinflated. My, with, my, with, my balls are deflated, and that's why I feel bad. About them, I used to, I used to feel so confident about them, but now I'm like Tom Brady likes deflated balls. You should too. Um, <laughs> it's true. That bit went nowhere. Okay, Giselle, so, Giselle, Giselle. She is the deflated ball because you know, your balls deflate because Giselle comes out. Okay, so, um, <laughs> so a Giselle Bunchin. Oh man, a Bunchin. We're Giselles. in fifth grade. I'd be drawing that comic right now. Yep, Giselle, Giselle Bunchin. Yeah, so it's it's easier to throw and easier to catch in the cold. Um, Jacob, of course, we talked about this briefly before we went on the air, pointed out that like the the, the, the Patriots won handily. The Patriots won 45 handily. to 7. Right. 45 to 7. And in previous matchups have also won handily. I mean, yes. when the Patriots play the Colts, the Patriots destroy the Colts. No one is saying that the deflated balls gave them the enormous advantage that they right. had over the thing. The point is... Why bother cheating if you know you can beat a team by 20 or 30 points? Because it's tip of the iceberg, my friend. Yeah. The deflated balls might not have been the thing that won that game. Right. But other Cheaty Magoo stuff probably did. That's that's what the people, the, the Patriots fans oh, who want so to wave bad. off. That's the thing. The Patriots fans who want to wave yeah. off. The, this is like, oh, it's so stupid. We would have won anyway. You're not realizing that like. You, you Where there's smoke. Yeah, there mm -hmm. might be more stuff. Yeah, might be that this is Jeez, the legacy that's being created. Yeah, well, it's fine. That's how they're going to go down. I don't care anyway. That's why sports bugs me so much. That's why I talked about my. It needs to be draw straws for teams because <laughs> otherwise, of course, it's unfair. Yeah. If you get a really great team, yeah, with the best, most in shape people because they have the most money to take care of them the best, of course they're going to win. I will say that this is probably the the. Here's the hard part. This Super Bowl might be great, but I'm I also, expect it to be. And it's, I, it's going to be competitive. Patriots and Seahawks. Seahawks. My Ooh, pick. It's they're my both pick. nasty teams. Exactly. It's yeah. my pick versus your pick. Mm -hmm. Neither of the underdogs won. 
Um, the problem I did, is I was surprised that uh, Green Bay lost like they did. Oh my God! Cowboys, I, uh, yeah, because I called Green Bay. You so did too, is, right? I did too. So is anyone with eyeballs surprised it that, that I, watched, I watched the game? And I mean, Green Bay, Seattle did not win. Green Bay lost. They threw it away. I really weird. I uh, Green Bay had at least eight chances in the fourth I, quarter. Like to a win commercial. Like a commercial with the sports clips for a haircut during a football game, just because I knew they'd watch it. So I left at halftime and went to get my haircut over at the sports clips, and I figured I'd watch the rest of the game there. I left with five minutes left to go, and the Patriots were up uh, nineteen oh, to seven. Wow. So did a lot and of Seattle fans and I joined, in the stadium. Yeah. I never watch football games. Yeah. I happened to leave work way early. Yeah, and my wife even came home at lunch. She's like, "What the fuck are you watching football for?" Yeah, I'm like, "Eh, it's a championship game. I got nothing better to do." Yeah. That's that's the way I'm relaxing that's, today, and that's, and that's the things ratings go up during these these types of events. Sure, you're, you're those people. Yep. Here's the thing that was weird, is that like this this is going to probably be a very competitive game. Might be a very good game, and I hope I enjoy it. It is the least interested I am in the Super Bowl in a very long time, because you just don't have a dog in that race. The Patriots are. I don't hate the Patriots. I find it fun to root against them. Like, I don't hate Duke basketball. I find it fun to root against Duke basketball. I find it preposterous to consider them anything but Cheaty Magoos. Right. They're just Cheaty Magoos. They're Cheaty Magoos. That guy is just guys, the, che- the cheatingest thing. If and he's you guys so don't upset. say they're Cheaty Magoos, wherever you are, you got to look in your heart. <laughs> he's so he's so upset. Bill Belichick is such an unhappy Cheaty Magoo. He is he's so winning up. everything, but he's just a sad. You see the coal in his heart. You it's, see it right in his eyes. It's true. He is cold-fired. And he's still going to go down as one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game. Yep. No doubt. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Cheating I still say he's goo. the best coach in the league. If what? you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, <laughs> Rubbin's racing. Is that where right. we're at? If you're, not, if you're not aiming for that kid on the flat track. NFL uh, <laughs> ESPN has a new story out tonight. Uh, NFL has found that 11 of the 12 of New England uh, New England's game balls were inflated significantly less than the NFL requires. That is according to a league source that is staying anonymous. Oh, and uh, right. people are already saying that that 12th ball that was inflated properly, you brought it up earlier, the ball that they kick, that, that is the kicker's ball. Right. And it's probably the one they just couldn't get off the field. And Aaron Rodgers. Well, no, they they bring. That's, that's the thing that people don't realize they about this. They want that one on there because they do want it inflated. No, the the Patriots bring every every team. Each team brings their own balls. I mean, now, they, see, they bring their own balls go. to play with. NFL. Well, then that's on the NFL. Yep, they're playing this game. Tuesday they are letting this shit happen. Tuesday afternoon on Pardon the Interruption, they were discussing exactly that. <laughs> it is the NFL is a multi billion dollar organization. They can't provide a, a guy to wrangle the footballs. <laughs> they don't even want to pay their fucking refs. You're no, right. they can't yeah. They don't They're want to pay their refs. Assholes. We started the last season with, without real refs. They, they can't hire a, a, a high school student <laughs> in each city to wrangle the fucking footballs and say, "All right, Jeb, these Roger are your footballs." Goodell makes. Tens of million dollars a year, personally. Oh, oh. Yep. And he does about as good of a job as we would, the three of us running that league. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Although, man, good the halftime shows would be great. Good or, yeah, we would oh, have, oh, our halftime, half-time shows show, would be. It'd be always, it'd be mindless self-indulgence. <laughs> it'd just always be mindless self-indulgence. We need to be a three-ring circus. We need to have our own ring. Every show. Our, our it'd, be, it'd be mindless self-indulgence, Springsteen, and who? what band would you choose? Oh shit! I, I'm on the spot now. I don't know. Um, probably like a Janet Jackson cover band. 
Janet Jackson cover band. That'd be awesome and ridiculous for the NFL connection. <laughs> oh man, a great, uh, great line on uh, Parks and Rec. I was watching an uh, old Parks and Rec. The guy comes up and he's like, "We're running a uh, protest rally against this rally. Uh, hear the band Warrant? Yeah, well, there's a cover band in town called Cherry Bye. Yeah, we think the bass is gonna come by." <laughs> 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 that was great. The basis for the war cover band. Gonna That's come badass. By. <laughs> we think. I love it. The whole the thing is just written perfectly. Cherry pie. That whole fucking the warrant thing. Always. There's that uh, infomercial about those uh, the hair band metal yeah, yeah, collection yeah. that's hosted by that girl who was in the cherry pie video. Yeah. Who then went right. on to marry the main singer of the warrant. Yes. It always cracks me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they were the they were the they're the quintessential band that got smacked with grunge. Like one yeah. was like, we finally made it. Sounds like Teen Spirit. You're dead. Done. No one likes you. Um. Anyways, Seattleroll is my favorite nickname for the Seattle Seahawks. Because <laughs> of how many players get suspended for drugs, and they just Seattleroll. Because you're allowed to under the players union claim whatever you want to claim, and somebody figured out that if you say that you're that you're above the legal, uh, um, the the agreed upon limit of Adderall, that apparently people don't care. That like fans don't give a shit. If you take an Adderall, like oh the guy just wants to be more alert in meetings and games. I don't care if he takes Adderall. And so now what happens is every player gets caught for doing anything says it's for Adderall when they get suspended. And Seattle, so someone gave the nickname <laughs> Seattleall for all the suspended <laughs> defensive players. So it's Seattleall against the cheaters, and it's the two number one seeds. Yeah, and and even that um, if the Colts had beat the Denver, it would have been just the four top seeds to begin with. It really was like yep. the teams you thought should be here are here. And now they're going to play. It just there's just not it's just not as exciting. Although it is two number one seats, therefore it should be competitive. And and, and uh, I don't I honestly don't even know who I'm rooting for. It reminded me of watching the Ravens Patriots, like the like the, watching the Patriots lose is so fun to me. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I just love it. But they have to do well first. If the Patriots are just terrible, I don't care. Yeah. I love when the Patriots seem they're doing well and then they get knocked off by somebody. It's really fun to watch. <laughs> uh, because they're cheating magoos. Yeah. And then the Ravens were doing it. I was like, that's exciting. Oh, but then the depressing. Ravens were like, that's got Ray Rice. And the, uh, and more importantly, not even Ray, Ray Rice has got his issues. The owner who specifically paid a lot of fucking shady, shady, shady magoos, as Paul would say, who is shady magoos about the whole Ray Rice thing the whole mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and has gotten away with like scot-free for it, um, did not like him. So I'm, I, I, ultimately, I was glad Baltimore lost. But it's the things like listen to the things that we are caring about about these games and none of it is about on field stuff it's all about off the field yeah bullshit but it's off the field bullshit that matters yeah cheating if would, matters if you would like to have a two hour conversation about any of those games right now it, we can do that right now it I mean, should we, yeah. matter but it clearly doesn't matter and that's the thing that gets me is that the worst they can they can get out of all this is a loss of a draft pick Yes. But it's that, not like but, they're forfeiting their championship. No, but a, a draft pick is a, is a significant penalty in the NFL. Uh, yeah, but... No, 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 it is. Well... It is. It is. It's, that's big. It's just one more new guy they got to convince to cheat. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Why do they want to interrupt? They can't break up the family. It's true. You know, is he uh, made... <laughs> there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of trades there aren't a lot of trades that happen in uh, in the NFL because okay. the season's so short 
Uh, and even free agent signings, as is, 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 is time is, is, is proving over and over again. Uh, they don't re- pan out. Yeah, high-end signings are really tough because every team has such a different system mm-hmm. and different terminology. It's not like basketball. And it really seems like all those big ones of the last eight years or so that I can recall have ended in terrible career-ending injuries within a week of them going to the new team. <laughs> well, just, injuries are a big factor of that game. Yeah. That's that's the other horrible thing, too, is that everybody's just getting so hurt. I will say that like I do for the first time ever, I feel like football is on the waning in terms of interest. And I have heard more people this year say, I probably watched less football this year than I have any other. That year. was the I'm only game I watched this that. whole season. Yeah. And it wasn't that. I mean, it was probably the best game of the season, I guess, up to now. Yeah. But it was weird. And uh, cool. and I thought the ending with the Seahawks was ridiculous. Oh, man. That's the thing. Of, this is why I think I, I said I was going to win last week. And here's why I think they're going to win. <laughs> All right. Go. Because when they were on the field, the multiple of the. Uh, multiple members of the team were crying. And when they were talking to the thing, they were just so fired up. People were cursing and they weren't supposed to be cursing on camera. Like people were just being like, we fucking did it. You know, and just like the way they were shouting, it was not a team that was arrogant. It was not a team that thought it was destined to win. It was a team that was like, holy shit. I cannot believe we got away with that. Because it was four or five turnovers for them in that game. They were awful in that game yeah. and they knew it mm-hmm. yep that's the thing it's like that's why i think patriots are in trouble seattle's not coming in there cocky seattle knows they fucking got away with that one they the reaction on the field were really funny and it was very much about like guys who want to cover up that they like really if they could they would have been like in the locker room like oh my goodness they would have been fucking putting blankets right over their nipples <laughs> in the fucking locker room <laughs> They uh, know they fucking got away with that. Yeah, they stole it. The no, NFL really has set it. new records for their ratings this year. Is that true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I thought that was the case. I didn't want to say anything until I looked it up there. That's fine. No, I want to be corrected. I no, mean, the, yeah, the, no, the Seattle Green... in the air. If, I, right. if we went off the air and I got a fucking bunch of thousands yeah. of tweets about this, <laughs> hey, it dummy. pissed me off so hey, much. I don't, I don't want you to suffer my fate here. My evidence was clearly stated as anecdotal. That I just people just didn't see that into it. The Seattle game, the Seattle Green Bay game, started with forty nine point eight million viewers, and by the time it was in overtime, it was almost sixty million viewers. But that's the game. I, I'm just talking. That, that's just one anecdotal piece of uh, an example. But uh, the the season itself, they've been talking about that on PTI all all year long. How um, yeah, the, even the with you know the Ravens, uh, you know the Ray Rice stuff and the Adrian Peterson stuff, they're still all they're doing is setting records with ratings. Well, here's I don't. Here's the hard part. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of players that aren't cheating. There's a lot of players that sure. aren't hitting their wives, and a lot and a lot of those players are living their dreams. Arguably, we, most of them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. When we're not rooting for organizations, we are rooting for players. We are rooting. We we're rooting for teams. We're not thinking about the owners when we like a team. Um. So I don't. I don't really. I, 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 get, I get conflicted about that. I mean, ultimately, when it comes to the brain injuries. Or something like that that I feel bad. Yeah, that, that that's something that that's no. not going to sit well over time. Yeah, because this year, like I, I watched, <laughs> no, I wasn't able to watch that. much football this year, but I, I watched as much as I was able to. Uh, last year, though, you mentioned the referees a little while ago. Last year with the referees, I was just disgusted and didn't watch. Yeah, I I, I hardly watched it at all. Yeah, so here we go, cheating magoos and the Cheating-Magoos. screaming. If it were up babies. to Paul, it would be like. Uh, 
like the, the like a meteor the, strike. No, no, no. Like the Patriots would do some kind of weird like like sight gag. They'd be like bags like sacks on their head or something. Like it'd be funny if they did something really blatantly cheaty, like oil slick the field or something like that. <laughs> that'd be that'd be the best. Like and uh, then everyone in Seattle at halftime would just like shoot up a bunch of fucking steroids to come out like as like hulked out. Dude, it'd be ready for the so second act. Funny if the Patriots were like act. running the football from a from a from a kickoff. Yeah. You know, and they get past the defensive line. Yeah. And then from the back of his shoes. Just smokescreen? Squirt stuff. Oh, squirt stuff like, yeah. like, fucking, <laughs> like Data from, from Goonies. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I wouldn't push anything past the Patriots at no. this point. No. Like, like, wouldn't it be ridiculous? He's running and a jetpack pops out. Yeah. He just flies. He just flies into the end zone. What would they do? What would the ruling be? Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. But but the but the but the touchdown might count, right? No, you think? Also, uniform violation. Uh, yeah, no, they probably got, probably get thrown. What out of happens the game. when we have jetpacks that are small enough to fit under human skin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend. I, I know as much that about that, Paul. I know about as much about that as I do about Sweden. <laughs> All right. I want to thank uh, Ace Munns, our illustrator. I want to thank. Uh, uh, Ryer uh, on the Facebook page. Also, we have a new guy, Michael. Michael's been put up new stuff on our Facebook page. You've noticed he's put up the collector cards. Those are very cool. Very um, cool. I want to thank uh, Jeff for running the subreddit page. You can find links to that on mattmally.com, where you can also go there and write your emails. Remember, Operation Double Scoop relaunched. Uh, go ahead and make yourself uh, part of the obelisk scheme. Join the obelisk. And get a new listener for us, uh, and that'll help us out. And we, in return, we will, we will officially get our goddamn T-shirt acts together. I'll follow up on that one email I sent. <laughs> uh, who else we got to thank Tony Longworth our UK music bitch thank you Tony thank uh, you Nick Jock versus Nerd thank you Nick and Sam and JJ and uh, let's see I think that's about it Pen oh. Gillette Pen Gillette for getting this podcast I want to thank Jacob the audio guy Woo-hoo. I want to thank Paul Mattingly my partner in crime I want to thank Matt Donnelly if you're interested check him out on the Twitter at Sweet Matty D follow Paul at the famous Paul and thank you all for listening we got a couple of fun items coming up in the next episode uh, so tune in for the next one of the Ice Cream Social, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Tune in for the next episode where it gets fun. <laughs> fun promised in the next episode. <laughs> so funny, you'll shit yourself. Oh, boy. You may have enjoyed this episode. The next one's going to be fun. <laughs> Your podcast is so funny. I have this odd swelling in this one part of my abdomen. <laughs> Go to a doctor. Go to a doctor. We are not causing you are sick. There's something really wrong. Go to a doctor. God damn it.